Dateline, a long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic were spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Jedi Crash. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, excellent episode last week with Jedi Crash. Uh, but first, let's get into some news. Uh, congratulations to our contest winners, uh, ob 8 Poddington and Kamikaze over on the forums. Uh, I've mailed out your prizes and you should receive them in the next couple of weeks, depending on where you are. Um, obviously, the two guys that are in the States are going to get them a lot faster than Poddington, who is in the UK. But um, thank you guys very much for your contest entries. Uh, and thank you for everybody who participated. And uh, for those of you who were wondering what the answer was to the trivia question, here it is. The question was, what piece of Lucasfilm history made a cameo appearance in the episode The Gungan General, and what famous adventure movie is it from? And the answer? The cameo was the headpiece of the Staff of Ra from the 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, uh, congrats to everybody who got that right. If you were wondering where you could have found the answer, the commentary on StarWars.com, the commentary video for the episode The Gungan General, uh, Dave Filoni actually talks about uh, the, the headpiece of the Staff of Ra being on Senator Karras's staff. Um, and you can actually see that, I guess the, the most prominent moment is when Jar Jar puts the staff into the burial mound uh, of Senator Carus and the other clones. So, there that is. Uh, it's great, great response to our, our first contest ever, and everything went off without a hitch. Uh, those of you who did win, let me know when you guys receive your stuff so that I can know just about how long it takes to mail stuff out for future reference. And, uh, and hopefully in the near future we'll have some more contests coming up. Um, especially with the DVD coming out, I might give one of those away. Uh, we'll see how things go with this whole sponsorship deal, like I was saying last week. Um, our other piece of news is, is yet another follow-up from last week, and it's about the Battlefront 3 footage. Actually, just after I recorded, uh, I went online to, to read about this, and, uh, IGN.com had a news story. Uh, from which uh, they they caught up with somebody who worked for Free Radical uh, that went under an assumed name and sort of gave them the uh, the lowdown on what was what was going on with Battlefront Three, and the official word on this project is that it has been scrapped, and that the company that was that was developing it, Free Radical, is in a hibernation state, running on a bare bones staff until they can decide whether to continue operation or shut down entirely. Uh, as of right now, Battlefront 3 is not finished, but it could be purchased from Free Radical by another developer, and that developer could end up completing it. However, the tech used to accomplish the ground-to-space travel 
is going to stay with Free Radical, meaning that for me, the most exciting part of the video may never be fully realized, and that that kind of worries me a little bit because I was uh, I was really looking forward to that to the whole being able to go from the ground into a fighter, fly around in the sky, and then up into space into a space cruiser. Um, but apparently, that technology was developed by Free Radical specifically for this game, and they actually have like a patent on it or something. And although they're willing to uh, let the licensing for Battlefront go and let somebody else develop it um, or continue developing what they've done so far, the technology for that ground-to-space travel is going to stay with Free Radical, which I, I don't know what they would do with it if they don't have Battlefront, but maybe they're hoping that you know they'll, they'll pull out of this economic slump and, uh, and pick up the, the licensing for Battlefront 4. And maybe they'll put it in that. I don't know. Like, this is just speculation on my part. Um, I have really no way of knowing what they plan to do. But hopefully we'll see, uh, we'll see something happen with this in the near future. And obviously I'll keep you guys posted. But for now, Battlefront 3 seems like it's a dead project. Which is unfortunate because it really did look cool. Um, with that, that's that's our news for this week, and on to the collecting news. Not really a lot to report. Um, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of news in the last week. Uh, I guess the whole uh, inauguration of, of Barack Obama kind of overshadowed any other news that, that could have been found out this week. So, um... So it's been pretty quiet on all fronts, and, and with the action figures and collecting, there's really not a lot to report, except that Wave 4 is on shelves. I actually spotted it at one of my local comic shops, so um, you guys down in the States should be able to find this stuff pretty easily. Um, so that's exciting, because if you're looking for the Space Clone Trooper, you'll be able to find it now, and, and, uh, and I definitely am, so... Uh, I didn't pick one up yet, but I might in the, in the next couple weeks. Um, and that's our collecting news for this week. Like I said, there's just not a lot. Um, there's a lot of classic trilogy stuff that's been announced recently, but nothing for the Clone Wars specifically. Um, so with that, I'm just going to jump right into the weekly recap. And the recap this week is for uh, Jedi Crash. Uh, in the skies above the planet Quell, Ayla Secura's fleet are being pounded by several Separatist frigates. Thankfully, Anakin and the Resolute are on the way, but will they make it in time? The Separatists launch an attack with a battalion of rocket-propelled super battle droids. The droids are quickly infiltrating Secura's Republic cruiser, so she dispatches Commander Bly and his men to take care of the threat. Meanwhile, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Rex have boarded a gunship, and are preparing to enter the atmosphere of Quell to rescue Ayla and her fleet. The gunships launch, but are met by several of the flying rocket droids, which are managing to be quite the nuisance to the clone plot to the clone pilots. Sorry, Anakin orders Rex to deal with the rocket droids while he boards Ayla's ship. He leaps from the gunship in, and into the cruiser, taking out super battle droids as he goes. Ahsoka and Rex are following, but not by choice, as the now-disabled gunship hurtles towards the cruiser. Anakin and his Padawan meet up with Ayla and tell her about uh, his escape plan. 
There's a ship docking in the lower hangar, but they don't have time to reach it as a massive explosion is coming right at them. Anakin forces the party through the blast doors, closing himself on the other side, and using the force to shield the blast. But it's too much for even the Chosen One as the blast slams him against the bulkhead, knocking the Jedi out. Ahsoka pries open the blast doors and retrieves her master, and her and Ayla pull him onto the ship. The Republic transport narrowly escapes the destruction, but can't dock with the Resolute amidst the battle. Ayla orders them to dock anyways, but as they do, they're struck by a blast that sends the ship into hyperspace. In the medical bay, Ahsoka is by Anakin's side. Ayla orders her to head to the bridge, but the Padawan refuses to leave her master's side. Commander Bly interrupts with an emergency. The ship jumped to hyperspace without proper coordinates, and they're headed straight for a star. In order to avoid the collision, they'll need to shut down all the power to reset the coordinates. They shut it down, leaving the ship adrift and heading towards the star. Without inertial dampeners, the force of the ship sends Rex flying into Ayla, making her unable to reset the power. She reaches out with the force and restores the power in the nick of, nick of time, as Jedi are prone to do. They're not going to crash into the star, but they're definitely going to hit the nearby planet. Ahsoka crashes the cruiser into the planet's surface in a manner befitting Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. The clones evacuate the ship, and Ayla and Ahsoka manage to pull Anakin from it just as the cruiser is engulfed in a huge explosion. The Jedi and clones build a temporary camp, but Anakin isn't doing so well. They'll need to go find help. Ahsoka wants to stay with Anakin, but Ayla insists that to find help quickly, they'll need to work together. Ahsoka is reluctant, but Ayla stays firm. Bly has found a small wooden tablet with a pictograph, a clear sign of sentient life. They'll need to find them if they're going to save Anakin. Rex stays behind to guard Anakin while the rest set off to find help. Along the path, Ayla and Ahsoka discuss the Jedi value of attachment. Ayla tells Ahsoka of her own struggles with attachment. She felt a similar collection to her connection to her master, whom she had to eventually let go. Night falls as the search party arrives at a giant tree. No signs of life, but definite signs of danger. Giant seed pods fall from the treetops, almost crushing the Jedi and clones. Ayla notices drag marks, clearly left by someone who found a use for the seed pods. The party heads in the direction of the trail, hoping to find whoever left it. Back at the camp, something is stalking Anakin and Rex. A large four-legged bird-like creature, a mastiff phalone, bursts from the grass heading for Anakin. Rex battles the creature, but it's too quick for him. Luckily, he gets a shot off, set, scaring the creature back into the grassland. Unfortunately, a pack of the creatures has caught up with the search party. Two of them emerge from the grass line, killing three of the clones. Bly and the Jedi defeat one of the creatures, but the other takes off back into the tall grass. As dawn breaks, Ayla, Ahsoka, and Bly come on a seed pod village. The inhabitants, the Lerman, are wary of the visitors. The Lerman are not inclined to help the Jedi, fearing that they will bring war and destruction into their settlement. The Lerman left civilized space for just this reason. Ahsoka pleads with the chieftain, Tiwat Ka, for medical supplies, and he can't ignore her. 
He sends his son, Wag Two, the village's healer, with Ahsoka and Bly, as Ayla is to remain in the village, ensuring that the healer will be returned safely. In the chieftain's hut, he and Ayla discuss the Jedi's motivation in the Clone Wars. Ayla reminds him that the Jedi did not start the conflict, and that they only wish to end it as quickly as possible in order to return peace to the galaxy. Tiwat Ka is not convinced, though. From his perspective, it makes no difference who started the war, and what, that, that it takes two to fight. He insists that only the Jedi, that only once the Jedi lay down their arms and pursue a course of non-violence, will her argument hold water. Back at the camp, the Mastiff Falone have returned, and Anakin and Rex are far outmatched this time. The two try to fight them off, killing one of the Mastiff just as Ahsoka and the others arrive. But Wag 2 calls them off as he uses a rope to tie and subdue the other Mastiff. He then sets to aiding Anakin. Ahsoka and the others return to the village. Anakin is still injured and it will be a while until he's fully recovered. As Anakin recovers, Ayla and Ahsoka sit atop a hill overlooking the village. Ahsoka admits that Master Sekiro was right all along. If she had stayed with Anakin, he may have died. Now all they have to do is wait for Admiral Yularen to rescue them. And that is the episode Jedi Crash. Um, this was an intense episode from start to finish. And uh, I don't know, watching it again to, do the, to write the recap... Um, I'm maybe even more secure in saying that uh, that this may be my favorite episode of the series. Um, even even as Kit Fisto's episode, The Layer of Grievous, was, was totally awesome, and I love Kit Fisto and all that, um, this episode had everything that I hope for an episode of a Star Wars TV show to have. It had some great action... Uh, a wicked space battle, well, sort of high atmosphere battle at the beginning. Um, just some great suspense, and uh, and and just excellent debate from characters on on the morality of what the Jedi are doing in the Clone Wars, and and just uh, uh, talking about the Jedi philosophy of attachment, and and all of these sorts of things were just they were all excellent excellent parts of the star wars universe all wrapped into one episode uh and definitely a a great first outing for katie lucas uh showing that she definitely has what it takes to write star wars just as well as as her dad so um that was pretty exciting to watch the episode knowing that and then to have it be such a great episode on top of that so i mean it definitely gets my vote as one of the best episodes of the series and it's definitely the best written um the whole conversation between uh what what's the what's Tiwat Ka the the Lerman chieftain and Ayla Secura was just it's exactly what you want from Star Wars when when you're talking about that Jedi philosophy it was very similar to the moments of discussion that that Yoda and Luke have on Dagobah, which is something that I find is totally missing from the prequels, and that there's not really a lot of discussion. There's discussion about plot points, saying like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's the Sith, maybe it's not the Sith, maybe, you know, what's going on, that sort of thing. 
but never really any moments of like introspective learning uh, from the from the Jedi in the Clone War. Well, in in uh, the prequels, I should say. So it's great to see this stuff in the Clone Wars. We saw similar stuff in the first episode of the series in Ambush with Yoda and the clones and, and that moment uh, in the cave. But uh, but we haven't really seen much since then. And it's cool. Uh, we saw a little bit with Plo Koon. And, and we've seen stuff with other characters. But with this one, it was just it was a great argument that, that the Jedi called themselves peacekeepers. And yet they're generals of this the grand army of the republic uh leading these clones into battle and fighting these fights um and that's not really a very peacekeeperly thing to do and and tiwatka is is saying that he's saying like you guys aren't peacekeepers as long as you kill and although uh ayla sakura says well we fight for liberty and you know what would you have us do not fight for it and and he says you can fight for it but killing for it is another thing entirely and uh and there's a moment at the end of that discussion in in the chieftain's hut where just at the end you can see that ayla is kind of like she understands and she's kind of she feels a little guilty i think she feels a little ashamed of the way that the jedi have been acting and if you know anything about ayla sakura she is a pretty like gung-ho jedi where she's she's pretty quick to fight um if you were playing the star wars role-playing game she would be considered a jedi guardian and not a jedi consular which uh the difference is that a jedi guardian is more uh tuned for fighting and for battle and a jedi consular is more tuned for negotiation and and uh diplomatic sort of avenues um I mean, the best example of the difference between a Jedi Guardian and a Jedi Consular is the difference between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, Anakin being the hero with no fear, and Obi-Wan being the negotiator. Um, two drastically different approaches. Uh, we see that in, in the Clone Wars movie, where Obi-Wan takes the time to negotiate with... Uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. But the, the Admiral... Uh, on that planet on on Christophsis and uh, and uses that in order to win the battle uh, to buy time Anakin definitely wouldn't have done that he just would have fought Anakin just fights um, so it was cool to see see a development like that in Ayla's character going from the Jedi Guardian character uh, and and having a bit more of a pensive moment uh, I really liked that and I also oh my favorite moment in the entire episode was when uh, they were trying to dock the ship with... This is like going back to the beginning of the episode. Um, to dock the transport with the uh, the Resolute. And Yolaren saying, like, you can't do it. You can't do it. And, uh, and, and Ayla Secure is like, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. And, and uh, Yolaren's like are you Jedi always so reckless? And, uh, and Ayla says only the good ones are. And, and I just thought that was so great because that's definitely her attitude. And you see that change. You see that change from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode where she's a little bit more pensive. Um, which is very interesting to see. 
uh, to see that that change in a Jedi. And then the other side of it, uh, well, not the other side of it, but the other element of the Jedi that was discussed in this was the element of attachment. And uh, and we know that Anakin has issues with attachment, and we can see him passing that on to Ahsoka to a degree. Um, and in this moment, we see Ayla sort of try and teach her not to have that attachment and sort of relates with her own story. They didn't go very deep into it, but um, the story behind Ayla and her master, her master was Quinlan Voss, and, uh, and the two of them were actually pretty tight. Um, and like she says, she thought of her master as, as almost as her father. And, uh, but when they were separated from each other, it wasn't really a choice thing. Um, there, there's a whole storyline with the two of them where they lost their memories and then, uh, had to sort of regain all of that. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty tumultuous relationship between the two of them. Um, which it's a really interesting story if you go back and read it. I, I only know, I haven't really read it, but I only know the story because of the, the essential chronology, which if, if you're like me and you don't have the time to read absolutely everything, just go out there, pick up the essential chronology and just read through that because you will learn everything you need to learn about the Clone Wars and Star Wars in general, um, from the last, you know, 30, 35 years, however long it's been. Uh, 32 I guess since um, since Star Wars came out and all of the expanded universe and everything um, although it doesn't have any of the legacy stuff it, it only goes up to the New Jedi Order uh, and then to the, uh, the 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 Darkness Trilogy that's what I'm trying to think of which the Darkness Trilogy you should read because it was awesome but, uh, but that's a totally other point. I'm still talking about this episode. Um, and those rocket droids. The rocket super battle droids. Totally awesome. Totally new. Wasn't expecting them at all. I love seeing these slightly modified versions of the battle droids that we've seen before. They're just awesome. Just totally great. Um, we saw the, the, the commando droids in the episode Rookies, which were a much fiercer version of the regular battle droids. And now we see these super battle droids with these rockets on their back that, that can fly in. And man, that opening battle was just intense. Uh, it was totally awesome. And I would have loved to have seen a heck of a lot more of that. But that's what the Clone Wars seems to be doing, is they're showing us snips... And, well, excuse the pun on that. Uh, snippets, let's say, um, of these battles and these things that we want to see more of, and it just sort of, it just sort of glances past these moments that that are awesome and that we should see more of and that we want to see more of, and it's so frustrating because you're just like, I want more, but you don't get it, and they keep doing these two-part episodes. I think as sort of an answer to that. So that they have a little bit more room to tell the story. Because obviously this episode's going to be followed up in, in next week's episode. Or the, the upcoming episode, Defenders of Peace. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of cool stuff. Great battles, but they sort of have to chop them up. 
and come in at the last second and and we don't get to see as much of things as we'd like sometimes i think uh but still awesome totally awesome episode great writing great characters um just wicked all around uh definitely one of my favorites if not my favorite so far definitely the best made episode and and we'll see how defenders of peace goes um and if it sort of rounds it up rounds it out and follows it up with with a wicked ending and conclusion to this storyline um i get the feeling that it's going to it looks like it's going to be a great episode so with that, I'll, I'll give the, the description of, of this upcoming episode, Defenders of Peace. While the Jedi combat a new Separatist weapon, the pacifist Lerman must decide whether they will lay down to the oppressive Separatists or fight with Anakin Ahsoka and Gen Jedi General Ayla Sakura. If you've seen the preview for this episode, you can see that it's going to be an awesome ground battle. Uh, we've seen a lot of ground battles in this so far. I'd like to see more space battles myself. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be a good fight and, uh, and definitely some more of that philosophy with the, the Lerman deciding whether or not they're going to jump into the, into the battle or not. Um, and I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a good episode, I think. Uh, and definitely with the last two episodes, um, Dooku captured and, uh, and the Gungan general not being the best of the series so far they were kind of iffy um having these two episodes with with jedi crash and what i think well like what i uh, surmise defenders of peace to be um it definitely definitely more powerful showing and uh, and much much better episodes uh, and and i could not be happier with the way that the series is going it seems like the end of the season is going to definitely end with a bang uh, and it's not going to slow down at any point in the near future um, with that let's head into the mailbag and talk to some of the listeners our first piece of mail is from Bo in Australia and he says hey my name's Bo from Australia I think your podcast is awesome and I love the new setup sorry but no hate mail from me I am a massive Battlefront fan. Once I beat Battlefront 2 for the seventh time, I couldn't wait for a third one to come out. I hope, like most people, Battlefront 3 does come out. When you said Free Radical was making it, I thought I might have a look on their website to see what they had. Found, what they had. I found on their, on their front page they were working on a top secret project with LucasArts, and I was thinking slash hoping that it's Battlefront 3. I just thought I'll, I'd tell you a bit as a heads up and if you hear anything, please tell me. Thanks. And that's from Bo in Australia. Uh, well, Bo, uh, you heard at the beginning of the episode that uh, that Battlefront 3 is definitely scrapped for now in the form that we saw it. That doesn't mean that we'll never see Battlefront 3. We probably will. Battlefront's actually the best-selling Star Wars game ever. And uh, so, I mean... Battlefront 2 was huge, right? And, uh, and and it was a really, really big campaign for them to get that game to sell. So Battlefront 3, I think, is definitely... It's definitely in the offing. It's going to be made. It's just whether or not we're going to see uh, Free Radical finish it, whether we're going to see the Free Radical version get finished by someone else, or whether or not 
a new developer will make one entirely from scratch so we'll see how that goes and I definitely will keep you guys updated on what's going on with Battlefront 3 and pretty much any other video game news being that I'm a hardcore video gamer and Star Wars video games are generally awesome our second piece of mail comes from Jason and he says hey Mike just wanted to drop you a quick note and tell you how much I've enjoyed your podcast. Very well done, and usually quite fun to listen to. Can't wait to see what you thought of Jedi Crash. In my opinion, needed more space battle in the beginning, but otherwise not bad at all. Then again, I thought Destroy Malevolence needed more space battle, so I'm kind of partial. Two quick things. First, I can't get on the podcast homepage. I keep getting a message saying IE can't open the page. And secondly, the last two podcasts have been filled with skips, like I'm listening to an old scratched record. I don't know if anyone else is having these problems, but I thought I'd let you know. Again, fantastic podcast, and rest, rest assured, I'll be listening to every episode for as long as the series runs. Uh, Jason. Well, thanks, Jason. Uh, 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 now you know what I think of Jedi Crash. I agree with you, it does need more space battle in the beginning, but I always want more space battles, so... I'm, I'm on the same page with you. Uh, to, to address your other two things, um, the podcast homepage. I've gotten uh, a message or two from other people saying that they also can't get onto uh, the homepage at clonewarspodcast.com. Um, anybody who has that problem, uh, if, if you can just take a screen capture of the page that you get when you try and go to clonewarspodcast.com, and email that to me as a JPEG, um, and and I'll see if I can figure out what's wrong with it. In the meantime, if you're using Internet Explorer six or older, there might be issues. I don't know because I haven't tested it in Internet Explorer six or older. But if you upgrade to Internet Explorer seven, and uh, or better yet, if you start using Firefox three. Um, I know for sure that they work. Uh, the other side of it might be something to do with regions, and I don't know what that issue would be. But like I said, if you take a screen cap and you send it to me, um, I'll do my best to figure out just what's going wrong with WordPress and why it's not letting you view the page. Um, or why you just can't get to the page in general. I'll, I'll, I'll ask around and see if I can figure that one out. Uh, your second point about the podcast being filled with skips, I'm recording on a different computer this week, so hopefully that'll change things. Um, I don't know exactly what was causing the skips before, but I did. It, it was it was to do with the recording process, and I really couldn't do anything about it. Um, so hopefully, this week's episode will not have that issue um, because I'm recording on a different computer. Uh, a computer that is pretty much just for recording the podcast and eventually I hope to move over to uh, to an Apple computer so that I can have AAC and then have video or not video but pictures uh, in the AAC podcast just like uh, just like they do with uh, the Smallville podcast the Starkville House of L podcast um, and and the Tenth Wonder and Skynex um, so uh, so here's hoping that it doesn't have the problem 
and if not hopefully i'll be able to fix that soon uh and i'm sorry for the issues for anybody's having and just if you're having issues just email me try and explain to me uh, with as much detail exactly what's going wrong and uh and i'll try and fix that stuff um with that uh that's our episode no news uh no collecting news made it a pretty short episode this week and jedi crash was a fast-paced episode it moved really quick so the recap was really quick so uh so this episode's coming in at about a half an hour probably uh maybe under 45 minutes which is where i wanted the show to be from the beginning and the other episodes have all been super long so um so i'm glad to say that that we got through that pretty quick um so thanks for listening as always don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Take a moment and fill out our listener survey uh, so that I can get sponsorship and have more contests. Um, follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars. We've had a huge burst of members uh, of Twitter following us on, on there. Um, and head over to Facebook to join our group. I checked it yesterday. We were up to 63 members. I, again, another like a huge burst. So I guess with Clone Wars being back on TV, uh, everything's ramping up. People are getting more excited. More people are looking for podcasts. Got a lot more listeners. Um, and with that, I'm going to say everybody, 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 head over to our new forums at geekoutloud, uh, sorry, geekoutpodcast.com slash forums and check that out. And I... Uh, also, check out geekoutonline.com and geekoutloud.com, uh, or sorry, geekoutpodcast.com to check out Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com, because uh, that's a, that's the best thanks that I can give to Steve for giving us a space on his forums. Um, so again, big thanks to him. And everybody get in there. Uh, there are some great discussions going on, and if it continues to grow the way it's been growing... My plan is to add another segment to the podcast uh, to go over the most interesting pod or the most interesting forum discussion, uh, the most interesting thread, and and to sort of post that or well recap that on the podcast uh, so that you guys who don't head over to the forums can sort of see how interesting it is. So if you're a fan of forums, head over there, discuss Star Wars talking about a lot of different things not just the clone wars we're also talking about star wars in general uh and there's other podcasts that are on there on that forums as well and you can listen to their podcasts and discuss them so it's kind of like uh you join for front lines but you get all this other discussion as well so it's a great great forum to be a part of so head over there and join up and uh that's all i have to say that's my spiel for this week And uh, thank you guys for listening, as always, and we will catch you next week. See you later.